0: Welcome back to But Why The Podcast, and today we're talking about everybody's feel, Danny Trejo. As always, I'm Kate, I'm here with Adrian.
1: Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello.
0: And I say that as a joke, but I got the chance to watch Inmate Number One, The Rise of Danny Trejo, and it's out now on VOD, and he really is everybody's feel. Like, that man is full of light and hope and goodness and kindness and a badass chest tattoo. So I'm really excited to talk about him today. And my first question is, what is your favorite Danny Trejo movie? But also, when was the first time you saw him?
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the first time I saw. Like, I want to say Spy Kids, but I don't know if it was Spy Kids. I'm pretty sure it was seen him in Spy Kids really early on. But he's also been in so much stuff. So maybe it was like Con Air when it was like on TBS. Like when I was like really little. I I'm not. I'm not really sure, but. Um, what is my favorite i just say spy kids because we just talked about it before we started (laughs) recording (laughs) i love him in spy kids like i like seeing like big macho dudes be soft (laughs) and but like still badass and like that's basically like what he plays in all the Spy Kids series and i guess now in his other stuff
0: and he is a theo in that movie so it works
1: yeah, I also like that he's Machete in that one, and then he's also
0: Machete, Machete later, <laughs> so it just works out for me. Matt?
2: Looking at this list, because obviously I know he was in a lot of movies, and I couldn't actually think, because looking at this list, I didn't care for a lot of these movies. They're not like they're bad movies, and I've seen a lot of them, they're just not movies don't hold to the highest of standards. Um. I guess desperado would be the first one i saw him in i guess if i could think off of the top of my head looking at, i guess just from date i hate heat heat is a terrible movie heat is awful um and i don't this care for, is for when
0: i filed for a divorce
2: i forgot he was in anaconda <laughs> to be honest um half this half these movies i forget he's in i like con air but not because of danny trejo i actually forgot he was in that movie Oh, how'd you forget he was in there? <laughs> <laughs> Come on,
1: he's lying. you're just he lying. He his
0: arm.
2: <laughs> you're just lying now.
0: He's literally the scariest guy on that plane. No,
2: he's not. The head, yes, the fake he head, is. the fake Hannibal person is the scariest guy on the plane.
0: Mm-mm.
2: The, the guy they put, the guy that put in a mask. What does what, does it, what does it the funny? The, the,
0: oh, uh, Steve Buscemi.
2: There we go, Buscemi.
0: Yeah, the funny thing is in inmate number one. They talked talk to his co-stars from Con Air, and they talked about how all of the guys who were playing convicts were talking about all the hardcore stunts they did and how many people they had punched. And then Nick Cage was like, I'm not scared of any of y'all. I'm scared of him. And it was just Danny Trejo sitting in a corner, <laughs> not doing anything or talking. See,
2: <laughs> hey, Nick Cage. Um, yeah, that's where I'm going with all this. Kate, you watched this documentary and got excited, so we're recording it, and that's why we're here.
0: Because he's important and he is a Theo. He is everybody's Theo. He is one of the most iconic people. Is and he? I love him.
2: Yes. Is he, he really is. that iconic? Yeah, he is. Yes, he is.
1: Does he have a better chest tattoo than Shia LaBeouf?
0: Adrian, <laughs> get out. <laughs> get out.
1: I'm going to go with yes on that for sure.
0: Oh my God, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> anyway. My favorite Danny Trejo movie is Spy Kids. <laughs> no, it's I'm actually... over this
2: podcast at this point. Spy Kids <laughs> is not a good movie. Yes, it is. No, it is not.
0: It's for children, Matt. You have no soul. No. So the first movie I saw Danny Trejo in was in from Dust Till Dawn, because that was my uncle's like favorite horror type movie and it was one that my mom watched anytime it came on tbs and so that was the first time i saw him but like my favorite movie i like i love spy kids and i want to say spy kids because it's the first time the dang trail gets to be like super soft and nice but uh it's actually blood in blood out because that is probably one of my favorite movies and also one of the like big cornerstones in chicano cinema when it comes to like making film and everything and he's not like super big in the movie but that's probably my favorite one with him in it um so when you go into his history it's really simple and really dark so danny trejo was born in 1944 in echo park los angeles uh, and he was born a mexican parent a mexican parent so he's mexican-american and when he was 13 he ended up moving to Pacoima in Los Angeles and in a lot of his interviews he explains that he never really experienced racism going up but he also explains that there were two paths that he could take he could either be a laborer or he could be in a gang and so essentially he ended up joining his uncle's gang when he was really really young uh, about like when he was I think he was like in his early early teens and Essentially, throughout the 60s, Trejo ended up jumping from jail to jail, uh, from jail to prison in California, and he ended up in almost every single prison in California. And while he was serving at San Quentin, he ended up becoming a champion boxer in that prison's lightweight and welterweight divisions. During that time, Trejo ended up becoming a member also of the 12-step program, which he credits to his success in overcoming drug addiction, and it ended up leading him to become a drug counselor once he was released. So one of the really interesting things that happened with Danny Trejo and his last kind of like act in prison before he ended up coming out was that he actually started a riot by throwing a rock at a prison guard during a baseball tournament that they had going on. And essentially he ended up getting put into solitary confinement and he was about to to have his sentence extended and everything like that. But uh, the the guard couldn't remember who threw the rock. And so because he never got a good look at him, Trejo ended up actually getting out of prison uh, when he needed to. And so after he got it out of prison, uh, that's when you end up seeing the start of his film career, which is really where the pretty much the very few but why those that I do have are. So before we get into that, we do want to give you a little bit of words from our sponsor. If you're listening to this podcast stuck inside your house with your significant other, I want you to pay close attention. Today's sponsor, Manscaped, can help you out and make the most of your time together. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls. It's time to quarantine, Manscaped, and chill. But now that we've said what they want us to say, here's what we think about the products.
1: Yeah, so Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package it's the perfect package for your package in the perfect package 3.0 comes with the lawnmower 3.0 which is waterproof cordless that is has this crazy technology that doesn't nick your balls when you put it next to your balls did you hear me it doesn't nick your balls that's the best part but it also comes with some other liquid that are going to help you kind of round out your manscaping routine which are also fantastic
2: Wow, you said balls a lot because you know why we're all about keeping good ball hygiene and I don't know about you all, but as we all know, we all are from Texas, and I've lived here majority of my life. And we have a saying go, we sweating our balls off. And so you know what that means? Basically, make sure your balls are in good hygiene. Let's not forget about the crop preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, right? So why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? So
0: I obviously don't have balls, but as Bruce Wayne's bat peen has shown us, significant others very much like them to be shaved you're probably spending more time than ever with your significant other right now and let me tell you we notice if it is not kept nice down there so um the cool thing is is that subscribers get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months and i'm gonna be honest i don't think quarantine's gonna be done next month no matter what people say so having them delivered will help keep you nice and fresh throughout this whole thing
1: Yeah, I mean, for a limited time, subscribers also get not one, but two free gifts. The Shred Travel Bag, which basically is a bag for all of your wonderful trimmings. And you also get the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. They are the most comfortable boxer briefs I own. I love them. If I could buy more of them, I would. So you can get twenty percent off and free shipping with code but why though at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code but why though. Most people are loading up on toilet paper, but I'm loading up on Manscaped products. Help your relationship out during this quarantine, your partner, your body, and more importantly, your balls will thank you.
0: So as you get know into the but why those, it's one of the really interesting things about Danny Trejo and one of his big but why those as to why he matters overall is he has a very untraditional path into Hollywood and he has done a lot of work with people coming out of uh, drug rehabilitation and keeping them on the straight and narrow. And he was doing this specifically as a youth drug count drug counselor for a teenage paper who had asked for assistance, assistance dealing with cocaine problems on the set of runaway train and what happened was he went to go help out this, go help out this teenager. And while he was there, he ended up being offered to become a extra in one of the prison scenes. Eddie Bunker, who is a really really famous guy in films, if you're unfamiliar, he is in Reservoir Dogs. Um, he was also working on this film. Uh, he had been formerly inca- incarcerated in San Quentin, and he at the time was helping a well-respected crime offer with the screenplay. He ended up recognizing Trejo from his time in San Quentin, and Bunker, who had remembered Trejo's boxing skills, offered him $320 a day to train Eric Roberts, one of the movie stars, in, in, for a boxing scene. Director Andre Konchlikovsky liked Trejo's work and decided to offer him a small ro- role in the film as a boxer. Trejo ended up teaching Roberts the proper way to throw a punch, and he ended up catching his uh, the director's eye, ultimately. And it's what led... It's what led to his giant start in Hollywood. And it wasn't necessarily just that he started starring in films. It was that he started also becoming a consultative figure in Hollywood for some of the larger pieces. One of the biggest things is that he consulted on Heat as well as starring on it. So I know Matt said he didn't like it. And it is a slower film but it is one of one of the reasons why it is slower when it comes to heists is because it was planned out like a real heist so Danny Trejo essentially consulted on the aspects of the getaway the robbery and ultimately uh, his own demise when it came to his death in the film and he started with a lot of really big folks so The other but why, though, and really the main but why, though, for him is that he's a Chicano icon. Um, But this is really different when we think about how representation happens. So a lot of the time when you think about other cornerstones in Chicano cinema, you think of somebody like Edward James Olmos, who worked really hard to never play a stereotype. And for... Danny Trejo, he did the exact opposite. The bulk of Trejo's work, uh, he has like over 300 film credits. The bulk of that comes from playing Cholo number two, inmate number one, uh, so on and so forth. And it was because he was never worried about portraying that identity because in his eyes, I mean, that's who he was. He did hard time, he was a gangster, he was a Cholo. had done those violent things so for him to degrade taking on a role like that was essentially saying that his own identity and his own life struggles weren't enough um that and an inmate number one he makes it very clear i was getting paid for those roles (laughs) so that also helps um but in in that documentary he explains that a lot of his acting choices and his acting career was inspired by uh, John Wayne movies but more specifically Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez who was the first one of the first I don't want to say big because those stars weren't allowed to be big at that time but one of the first recognizable Latinos in film Uh, and so he saw him as essentially a way out and kind of a way to start doing other things as well it was uh in his own words he explained it as like seeing somebody be something other than a laborer was showed a path forward that he could do and it's something that he carried with he carried with him even when he was in prison and afterwards so one of the reasons that he is an icon, is that his appearance is used in so many things. So Trejo is really known for his distinctive appearance. In addition to having a heavy, a heavily lined face, scarred with cystic acne, and injuries from some prison brawls, he has a giant tattoo across his chest that depicts a woman in a sombrero, but he also has really, really long hair and a thick mustache. Like. I'm pretty sure one of the reasons that he was casted the way he was casted is because nobody would let him be anything else the way he looked. Like, he very much embodied what you think of as, like, a hardcore Mexican is.
1: You didn't want to see him in Lincoln Lawyer? like No. No? No. Yeah, because I don't know what else he could be.
0: In that side I know, of like,
1: especially like in that time, right? Like when he started acting, like what, like the late '80s, early yeah. '90s, I guess. If we're talking about like heat and stuff, like what else is he supposed to do at that time?
0: Yeah, and honestly, when you look at a lot of his other like dramatic roles, so he has a few dramatic roles under his belt, and most, and the one in particular, he plays a drug counselor, which was really easy for him because that's what he did that did that (laughs) yeah so it it really helps um and so it is it does bring into question one of those ideas of like when we think about when, when we talk about representation in film and we think about stereotypes a lot of the time like and i know it's my gut reaction too is to get like really frustrated with them but when you look at somebody like danny trejo he really points out the fact that like sometimes you you do have to take those roles because there's literally no other thing for you to be casted as and essentially what he did was through all of the characters that he's played because he's often played thugs and lowlifes and everything like that then you have a moment where robert rodriguez decides to put him in as the Uh, as Uncle Machete in Spy Kids and it softens him and it shows him in a different light where he can really flex his ability to be kind and caring and softer and that's something that also leads him to play nicer roles like in Bubble Boy, Monk, um, and then he's also in Desperate Housewives uh, which he played like a really good guy in there too like he... He essentially went there to go help Gabrielle with that, with her losing their baby, and he's like really sweet and caring in that entire piece. Um, and that opened up a whole bunch of roles for him because when you look at a lot of the films that he's in, like just from like a quick rundown, he has over three hundred. So this is not an exhausted list, but like Blood in, Blood Out, Desperado, Heat from Dust to Dawn, Anaconda, Con Air, Six Days, Seven Nights, Animal Factory, Bubble Boys, Spy Kids, Triple X, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Man, The Devil's Rejects, Snoop Dogs, Hood of War, Delta Forest, Grindhouse, Rob Zombies, Halloween, Urban Justice. Like all of these films really have that, it, one, a lot of them land into that exploitation cinema category where you have a lot of the Grindhouse type films. But at the same time, a lot of them don't really let him showcase his acting beyond his visual appearance, which is really interesting because... His breakout role really comes in Desperado when Robert Rodriguez, who, fun fact, is actually his cousin, uh, which also gives credence to that every Mexican is related.
1: Is he like his cousin-cousin, or is he like his his second cousin who he just call your cousin?
0: Well, no, he's he's his second cousin.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Are they really cousin-cousins? That's cool.
0: But if you put the relatives that connect them in, they would be in a family dinner.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm super yeah. close to my second cousins, so, like, it's, it's, I just didn't know if they were, like, like, where's, where's the second cousins. there?
2: they second
1: but yeah, cousins. That, that's cool. I did yeah. not know that at all. Which they, they Which didn't even sense. know that.
0: Yeah, they didn't know that until after they had been shooting Desperado, and I think the anecdote goes that, like, one of them mentioned some family member, member's name, and then they just kind of, like, oh, wait, and so they ended up finding out they were cousins on the, on the set of Desperado, And then Danny Trejo kept bugging Robert Rodriguez for lines because if you've ever seen Desperado, you may not have realized this, but Machete, he's not Machete there, but he does, uh, Danny Trejo doesn't talk for the entire film. He doesn't have a single word that he says. And yeah. And he kept asking Robert Rodriguez for lines and Robert Rodriguez was like, no, because you're going to ruin the entire effect of the film, if you talk, you're supposed to be a menacing person with knives. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and essentially, when when you read or listen to a lot of Trejo's work and you in his interviews, he talks about he, how he sees himself as really blessed because he really sees himself as, oh, I'm gonna wake up one day and I'm still gonna be in prison. Because the majority of his life, it wasn't just him going in and out of prison or being shuffled between different prisons. It was also watching his uncle, who was really influential in his life, lead that same type of life. So he really stands as a testament to somebody who like sees that darker side and is able to come out, but also sees that darker side and is able to build something for other people as well. Because to this day... He uses his fame and wealth to give back to his communities in LA, especially Pacoima, where he still goes and does drug counseling. He still goes and goes to speak, and all of that stuff. Um, one of the really cool, fun facts that I liked is the fact that many of the devil's characters in Robert Rodriguez's movies have been named after knives or sharp instruments. So he plays Machete and Spy Kids, Razor Charlie from Dusk Till Dawn, Navajas, which is Spanish for folding knife in Desperado, Cuchillo, which is Spanish for knife in Predators, and then he of course played Machete in the trailer for Rodriguez's film collaboration with Tarantino called Grainhouse, and in 2010 he ended up getting his own solo Machete film based on the character and this one is really important as like a reason why Danny Trejo matters more largely because after they ended up releasing the like teaser trailer that was just supposed to be like kind of like a micro film, really um in front of the grindhouse film uh, Robert Rodriguez ended up getting asked by media and fans when they were going to release that film with Danny Trejo as macheta. And it eventually led to Rodriguez answering that by coming out really, really strong with mexploitation, uh, with a mexploitation answer in Machete. It's one of those things where... When exploitation cinema was happening in the U.S., it was also happening in different places. So technically, kung fu cinema is also a form of exploitation cinema. You have biker cinema, which is also a form of exploitation cinema, and then you have exploitation. There was a lot of that happening in Mexico, but a lot of it from but there wasn't a lot of it from the Mexican American lens. And so one of Robert Rodriguez's biggest influences is creating this genre of exploitation, which is specifically what Machete sits into. Um, and for him, when you watch Inmate Number One and you kind of listen to how people talk about him and talk about his character and talk about the green lighting of the film, it's essentially that there's a lot of power by having Danny Trejo be the top billed actor in a movie that also has Robert De Niro in it, um, which is kind of watching Trejo's psych- like, acting cycle go full circle because he starred with Robert De Niro in Heat, um, and for him to get top billing over him in Machete, it's kind of like that, oh damn, it's that oh damn moment. Um, And that came out in 2013. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Additionally, uh, Danny Trejo lent his voice to Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. He's also given his voice in video games as Umberto Umberto Ro, Ro, Robina, who resembles uh, who resembles Trejo. Uh, additionally, he voiced Raúl Tejeda, a ghoul in Fallout New Vegas. And in to, in 2004, Diehl ended up making an appearance in the video game Def Jam: Fight for New York. Cause I remember when those Def Jam games existed. <laughs> um. Playing one of the villains, uh, an enforcer for Snoop Dogg's character Crow. Um, In game, Tadeo's character is named like himself and uses the street fighting style.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the ones you just mentioned, like the, the ghoul thing is funny. I remember the ghoul because he plays like a like kind of like desperado ghoul, and he has like intelligent and stuff. But definitely, definitely, it's it's the Def Jam game for me.
0: Well, and he also, like, that's one of the things, too, that's, like, a real but why though by itself, and I didn't put it on there, but I really should have, is just his likeness. Like, this man, one of the reasons why his acting list is so vast is because of how many times people just wanted to use him in things. Like, there's an entire Archer arc about Danny Trejo coming in, and it's great. Um, But, like, what happens in Archer and pretty much all of his other appearances is a lot of people want want that, I guess it's kind of classic, just the way he looks in Desperado ends up getting replicated in so many films and TV shows that Denny Trejo ends up either voicing or, ha- or, or, or having his likeness used, um, whether or not he's voicing or not. Um, Trejo also appeared in the PlayStation Move game, The Fight Lights Out, as an instructor for a playable character as himself, and he is also in the second map of map of the Call of Duty's Black Ops Escalation map pack on a zombie map Call of the Dead and his voice as his voice and character, which I'm actually really sad that I didn't know because I did not play that game for that part. Because at that point I had lost interest in zombies.
1: Yeah, I didn't know he was in, in that either. It's nuts that he just gets to like play himself. Like how many other actors just get to like play themselves in things? Yeah. Like looking at some of these things, like it's literally just it's literally him. Like he's very recognizable features, and they just give him his chest tattoo and everything. And like all of these games, they just let him be Danny, which is crazy. I can't think of like another actor who just gets to, like be themselves in these these different kinds of games.
0: And I think it's just because of how he looks. Like there's just nobody who looks like that. Oh, Shia copied him. But
1: <laughs> come on, he got the girl and everything. It's great. <laughs> He's basically, you know, he's in. He got inspired. He watched Blood and Blood Out once, and was like, "Yeah, that's what I want to do." <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, then the other thing too is like one of the things that I I would hope people realize is Danny Trejo is like seventy one years old. Like, yeah, when you a-
1: said when it said forty four on there, I almost lost my mind. I was like, "He's that old?"
0: Jesus. Yeah. he's an old man now. Um, he's an old man and with being an old man comes doing old man things, which uh he has his own restaurants in LA. So over the years, Trejo has opened a series of successful LA restaurants. His first was Trejo's Tacos, followed by Trejo's Cantina, and then Trejo's Coffee and Donuts. The Rainbow Cauliflower Tacos made in Los Angeles Times list uh of ten favorite recipes of 2017 and the restaurants are overseen by executive chef, Mason Royale. Their most recent venture will be an expansion of a donut food truck in Nevada. Um, Trejo also contributed to a book called Prison Ramen, recipes and stories from behind bars that I now really, really want. But I think my favorite Danny Trejo fun fact, like appearance is the fact that he is in the 30th volume Hiroya Oko's Gantz manga series which Gantz is one of my favorite series but I never finished it because it's too damn long so I now feel like I have to go and read it because he plays one of the humanoid alien giants that Kay fights and it's really cool and I included a picture in the show notes that shows what he looks like, because that is Danny Trejo, and there's no if, and, or is a but about it. Um, so if you're interested, or you've read Gantz before, it is chapter 326 of the manga series.
1: I didn't know So, that like,
0: either. so, just like, Danny Trejo was a poor kid in Echo Park in Pacoima. Who then went on to go and be in nearly every single prison in California and is now in a manga series.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah, in a manga series too. And I know you talked a little bit about like with like his voiceover Warfare Free Games and stuff, but he's also done so many like animated stuff. Like I was when you're looking through his list of like 300 credits, like Phineas and Ferb, and he had, like, a long stint in King of the Hill, and, you know, Seismanos now, obviously, right? Or, I guess, was Seis Manos. but, like...
0: It hasn't been renewed. Dude. I don't want to say was, because I hope it gets <laughs> renewed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But he, like, even has, like, a pretty decent track record of just, like, voice acting, but a long thing. It's not just, like, he's coming on to play inmate number one. Like, he's, like, consecutively characters on shows in yeah some of these voice acting roles.
0: And he got butts and seats for Dora and the of Gold. Even yeah, though he, it was I heard he
1: chanted in that one where he's <laughs> just in the promos.
0: Yep. I remember Matt looking over to me and being like, that was it.
1: <laughs> you you pay for the voice. That's all that's all that really matters.
0: Um so overall I mean like this wasn't gonna be a long episode and I know that. But when, is like, the reason Danny Terejo matters overall is there are very, very few Mexican actors that are household names. Like, who if you are just,
1: actually Mexican.
0: Yes. <laughs> Antonio Banderas, for example. <laughs> um, or Giancarlo Esposito. Um, it, it's one of those things where I make the joke. That And I joked about it at the top of the show, too, that Danny Trejo is everybody's deal. But it, it, I say that because it seems like everybody knows him. Like, even if you don't care for his movies or you don't necessarily care about his story, you know who he is. Like, you, like you can see parts of him and you know that that's Danny Trejo. And that's something that is really hard to achieve as an actor in general. But even harder when, like, I don't know, like, literally it, everything's built against you. Um, so I think he's, he's, he's really, really important when you look at it that way and the fact that he's impacted pretty much every medium. Like, he's also done work with Dark Horse Comics and he's been in novels and people, like, want his likeness for everything, and so when you think about Latinos in media, and specifically Mexicans in media, like, he comes up. And so does Lou Diamond Phillips, who is also not a Mexican. He even just, though
1: breaking so many hearts
0: today <laughs> I know. With all
1: these brown people who we thought were actually brown. Uh, what, what do you want to see him do next? Like, what's, like, what do you think? I mean, he's obviously, like, what, like, 76, 77, something like that. Uh, like, what's, what's the next thing for him? It's also know, like man. I saw I think I saw like I think you might have re- repeated the video or something like that of his birthday, and the dude still looks the same as when I saw him in also, the
0: Also, Fun fact, he's five five. <laughs> he's itty bitty. <laughs>
1: Kate, okay, you're lying.
0: He's itty bitty, he's five five. You are
1: actually lying no. to me. No, he, no. He's five five. Look it up. He's
0: five five.
1: You're lying. Wikipedia says 5'6", but also 5'6"? Oh, six? my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, he's tiny. How? God, dude. I don't get it.
0: Also, like, one of the funny things is, too, is, like, he runs an animal rescue. He runs restaurants. He's also a drug counselor. And he also rescued somebody from a car accident. Um, He's, like, a superhero. And I don't know. I or Didn't he
1: do that in Austin? No, it was L.A. Or did he rescue? Like, didn't he like rescue some kid from like a trapped car or something like that? It, yeah,
0: he did in L.A. But it he, oh, he was, was that a kid. In LA? Yeah, yeah, it was in L.A. It was like outside his restaurant. Dang. But like, I don't know what I want him to do. I I want him. I just want Danny Trejo to be happy and do a season two of Sosmanos, please. Well, oh, but he can't. Yeah, that's right, because he died. Yeah. Never mind.
1: Oh my god, he is so little. Looking next to him, next to Jessica Alba and Robert Rodriguez, he's so little. <laughs> what is this? My whole life is a lie. This whole <laughs> episode is just.
0: It's because Robert Rodriguez always shot him from the bottom up. That's why. He just. Well, he he, looked he, looked
1: he, like, to... Even like when any the last movie I saw him in was Predators when we were doing the Predator episode. And he looks jacked in that movie. He looks huge in Predators.
0: I was going to say, too, you can look at, like, the cast lineup of Blood In, Blood Out, but I'm like, oh, he's just with other Mexicans who are also short, so it doesn't really count.
1: Yeah, can um, is he taller than Antonio Banderas, like, in Spy Kids?
0: I don't think so. Well, I don't think him and Antonio Banderas have an actual scene in Spy Kids, do they?
1: I don't know. i got to look this up. I'm I'm just all, it's all messed up now.
0: It's yes, he's taller. tiny. He's tiny, Adrian.
1: I don't know why this shocks me so much. He's a Mexican guy, but I think it's because I just think I oh, don't know it's machete.
0: I also just feel like overall, I just want him to keep getting the love and flowers he deserves because he's done a lot, and it may not be the most like glamorous lifestyle or anything like that, or the most glamorous like piece, but he means a lot to a lot of people like us, and it's important, like. I don't know, and I guess it's probably too because I have I'm just feeling really crappy because I keep seeing seeing all these people who aren't actually Latino being talked about as being Latino, and I'm like Danny Trejo and Edward James Olmos are the two people that don't disappoint. They are in fact Mexicans.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely like the biggest part, especially now with like all like you said like all these other characters and all these other actors getting these huge roles like. I dude if you, if we watch that same trailer but it's Danny Trejo doing it the trailer's Really? Exactly Danny Trejo right.
0: could have been El Presidente.
1: Yeah, I think it I think it's it automatically w- better if he's there. It, it would
0: have been... he has been... The,
1: he, you know, he's a voice actor. We we've seen him voice acting in yeah. video games. He could do that role. He's scarier. This put his chest fair. tattoo on there. But just also, don't make him 56. Just Also
0: <laughs> I will say at least Anitejo looks like a Mexican who would name his dog Chorizo. Nothing else yeah. adds up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. His name is, 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 is Chiral, Chorizo, and Taco for sure.
0: He That that could fix the whole Chorizo problem that they also have in Far Cry 6. Yeah. Which Matt has been calling Leia Chorizo. And she, she hasn't responded to it yet, but I'm very scared for the day that she will.
1: Matt's probably going to feed her, like, some chedis only like, on the side, and then just Pavlov or her. <laughs> believe that's her actual name.
2: No.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really all I have. I know that this is a really short episode. I know that there, that it it's smaller and there's not a lot. But I do think that it it is really important to just kind of call out what he's done specifically for our culture. Um, and I man, he's just a lovable old man. Like and I, I don't think his movies are that bad. I like a lot of these movies and actually Badass is really fun. He plays a bus driver who goes ham on some people because they fucked with some kids. It's really great.
1: Yeah, now I wanna go watch the series now. Um Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just tripped up that
0: he's five five. He's five six?
1: Yeah. Like if you were like give me a list of actors who are shorter than Tom Cruise. He was not on that list for me <laughs> really at all. There's no ones on that. Tom list.
0: Cruise isn't Tom Cruise like
1: 5'6. He's like 5'6, five, 5'7, five, I don't know, something like that.
0: Cuz Tom Cruise is a baby too.
1: Yeah, but I don't think Tom Cruise ever killed anybody. So maybe that's maybe that's why. Maybe I'm just thinking like Danny wasn't...
0: Trejo has never admitted to killing anybody.
1: I mean, he also didn't admit to throwing a rock, did he? But here <laughs> we are.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's all I have. Um, I don't know. My final thoughts are just I. I love Danny Trejo, and I love what he's done for his community, and I love how much love he's getting recently. I mean, the man got Animal Crossing and got to go on an Animal Crossing live show. And I'm still very sad that he never came to my island. And I will always remain sad about that. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I just kind of go back to, like, she's just, like, a brown dude who's actually, like, a brown guy. But has, like, (laughs) done this for so long and kind of grown out of, like, that... Cholo number one, Cholo number two role to do kind of some cool voice acting stuff and, like, video games and, like, manga, obviously, now. Um, and it's just kind of cool to see. And then whenever you see him, like, on the internet, he is just, like, the lovable ego that you were talking about, which is really great. And all the stuff he does outside of, like, the acting with, like, the you know the dog rescues and the restaurants and, like, all that other stuff that he does for his community is dope. And I just wish we'd see more of that I just want to, which wish we'd see more brown people being brown people too. In, you know
0: what I want? Uh, were, I I want a TV show where Danny Trejo plays the grandpa, and he's just like the sweet old abuelo who like tells you when you're messing up.
1: Yeah. That's yeah what yeah. I want. Let's do that. <laughs> well, let's let's put him in one of those so we don't get like, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Matt? Give him his own TV Netflix. Just give him his own TV series. Let's just see him just. Be wholesome as shit in his older age. I'm I'd be down for that.
2: Matt, yeah. Um, obviously he's very recognizable. Yeah, not Very recognizable, as you said. Um, obviously played in a lot of movies. Um, so clearly he's had a very successful career and a long, long time of doing a lot of things there. And obviously everybody, when they see him or hear him, they know exactly who he is
0: uh as always you can find us as always you can find us at but why Tho pc on all of our social media and if you want to support the show a little bit more head on over to patreon.com slash but why Tho pc and you can find me at oymith randier adrian
1: yeah you can find me at super east 93 S-U-P-E-R-R-U-Z
0: 93
2: matt i'm still not gonna watch he It's still a terrible movie